welcome back to Doc Holly Talks Video Diary. So I uh, just want to first start off by saying thank you to all of you who have started following me. Hey guys, welcome back to Doc Holly Talks. And today I'd like to speak a little bit more to the concept of energy boundaries. Some of you messaged me about that and expressed some interest in learning more about energy boundaries. I also want to just quickly say that several of you also commented about my door opening and closing right when I was talking about energy boundaries and how that was a little bit freaky. So uh, actually, I think what was happening was my cats were just going in and out of the door. So just so you know, no spirits here, just some cats who have a lot of curiosity. So anyway, Okay, so to the concept of energy boundaries, this is something that I think affects all of us significantly, but is not something that we have been taught much about. I mean, I think we've all heard about it, but we don't really understand how it affects us or what that really means. And to be honest with you, I also, I mean, I've heard so much about it. I have been interested in kind of alternative ways of thinking, alternative spiritualities. I, you know, I, I've been interested in all of it for a long time. And yet I haven't really been able to, what I would say, operationalize what energy is for me and how it affects me and how, um, energy boundaries can be affected to myself or how I can affect other people's energy boundaries. And so I've really been thinking a lot about this. And I think that I'd like to connect two concepts that I talk about a lot in therapy. One of them is this idea that emotion is energy. This has been a really helpful concept for me in my life and in my work with my clients because it helps me understand that whatever emotion I'm experiencing is a type of energy in my body. And because it is energy in my body, it's something that my body can handle. It's something that I can innately as a human being and a spiritual being can handle an emotion. It is never going to be bigger than me. It is maybe going to be very intense, you know, like um, I think about the waves of an ocean representing this concept of energy. So it may be that your self, your emotional self is having a very calm time. And that would be like when the ocean is very calm and the waves are negligible, they're barely noticeable, or they're very small and they're gentle and they're rolling. And so if you touch, if you get in touch with yourself, you can notice, oh, there's a few feelings in there, but they're very mild and they're, they're maybe, they're somewhat pleasurable. They're, they're peaceful. And then there may be other times when there are storms happening within yourself and the waves, like the waves in a storm in the ocean are much bigger. They're, they have an intensity to them. They have a height and an amplitude to them that requires or involves a lot more energy. And so when you're having big emotions or you're having big emotional time in your life, it may feel that you have these immense, waves of energy hitting you. And I think so many of us actually are afraid of that energy. We're, we're fearful of our emotion, mostly and oftentimes because other people in our lives have been fearful of their emotion and therefore fearful of our emotion. If you think about a child who is really emotional naturally. They may be very upset about something and they usually show it with their emotions. You know, they might throw a temper tantrum or they might, you know, 
stomp their feet and yell and or cry a lot about something they're really upset about. And as parents or as an adult in that child's life, how do we handle that? How do we handle that emotion? Do we say, oh, wow, that is a big emotion. Tell me more. Tell me about what's going on. Tell me about what you're feeling. Or do we say, you calm down, or I'll give you something to cry about, or, uh, you know, there's no reason for you to be getting so upset right now. I mean, these are the kinds of messages that we give ourselves and sometimes our children when they have big emotions. And so we learn to tamp down that energy to, to try to control it. We try to stand in front of the wave and say, don't crash into me wave. You know, I will not have it. I will not have this emotion. But the reality is that emotion is energy. It must express itself. It must dissipate naturally. And if we stand in front of that wave and we tell it, you cannot come into the shore, it will hit us with force and it will cause us injury. And if instead we learn how to ride the wave, this is a concept that I learned in DBT. If you guys are familiar with DBT, this is a Marshall Linehan um, analogy and I love it. So if you learn to ride the wave of your emotion, it is much less impactful on you. It gives you information. It is of value to you, but it doesn't hurt you and hit you and harm you and create battle inside of you the same way it would be if you tried to stop it from coming in. So that is how I think about energy in the body, emotion, just like any other bodily function, like uh, a burp or a fart or an orgasm. I like to say that a lot. Those are all examples of energy in the body that um, kind of exist naturally and have their own pattern, energy pattern, wave pattern. So you may have, if you're familiar with energy, if you've heard people talking about it before, you may have heard terms like dark energy or light energy, or, you know, this person has dark energy about them, or they have a dark presence, um, or this person is a light warrior. This person has light energy. I mean, so these are terms that I've heard before that I've always just been kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I fully, I mean, yes, it makes perfect sense. Light and dark, good and evil, you know, symbolic. It's amazing. But what I'm realizing recently, the more I think about this is that that terminology speaks to darkness as pain. So many people collect pain. (laughs) We collect pain. And when we have collected pain, we have darkness in us. Not that pain itself is a bad thing, but when we collect it and hold on to it, especially if we're holding on to pain that is not ours, that is the energy boundary piece. So if we have had people in our lives, particularly family of origin, partner, people that we spend a lot of time with that we love, that we care about, that maybe people whose love we want, when they are in pain, and we have empathy for them, we feel their pain, we may hold on to it, we may take responsibility for it, and we may put it within our energy bodies. So if I love you, I take your pain and I hold it with me. But we do that unconsciously, so we don't realize that we're doing it. And we may end up walking around as we get older in our lives or you know, as time goes on, having more and more of that pain energy. So I just want you guys to have awareness of that. I feel like there's no magic trick here, uh, but awareness is the key. If you notice that you have pain, ask yourself, what is this pain? Whose pain is this? 
where did this come from? And do I need it? Do I need to hold on to it? In other words, grief, for example. Do I need to hold on to the pain of my grief in order to remember that person? Do I have to hold on to the pain in order to honor the relationship that I had or, or the love that I felt? I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that question is, but it is a question you have to ask yourself. And then the other thing to think about is that love energy. Love energy is the light. It is, it is the brightness. It is the protector that we all have. So light and love and, and gratitude and joy, these are all things that we can actually cultivate. We can remember that we have the ability to create love energy in our bodies, in our minds, in our actions, in our auras, in our energy boundaries. So the last thing I want to talk about is this concept of creating a bubble for yourself. So you can create an energy boundary that protects you and gives you the awareness of sort of purposefulness of what energy enters your aura and what energy leaves it. So those of us who are very sensitive, I know I mentioned this before, those of us who tend to be very sensitive and I mean, I'm an empath, for example, so I feel other people's feelings like they are my own. It's one of the reasons why I can do therapy. I mean, I can have someone sitting in my office and I can on a deep level really connect with that person. And that's fulfilling for me and it's really valuable for me, but it's also something that if I'm not careful about this, it could be overwhelming. And I could be taken down by holding all of this energy that I am perceiving. So it's really important for me to be able to, to, to put this little bit of a bubble. It's kind of like an iridescent, translucent, film that I have around me all the time. And within inside my bubble, I fill it with sunlight. I fill it with light. I fill it with love. I fill it with hope. I fill it with all of my happy energy because I do have happy energy. It doesn't, you know, we all have happy energy and sad energy. We have light and we have dark. So I try to purposely visualize filling it with the light energy. That way, when I'm walking around, it, it creates a little bit of a protection for me. And it's also something that I can give to others. It's something that I hope that others are affected by when they see me, when they meet me, that they get a little bit of that sunlight. So try that, try visualizing a bubble, fill it with some sunlight, see if that doesn't help you feel a little bit more balanced, a little bit more protected from the dark energy that does exist, the pain of life, the pain of others that does exist around you. All right, guys. Well, that's it for energy boundaries today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.